Welcome to the Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast, brought to you by BDO, the trusted accountancy and advisory firm. BDO really are the go-to team to help your hospitality business succeed, providing expert support and advice across all your corporate finance, due diligence, tax and accounting needs. BDO have been a champion of our industry for many years and are really proud to support many of the best brands in hospitality. If you want to make sure your business is in the safest of hands financially, BDO would love to take you for a coffee to understand your business vision so that they can help you get there. Get in touch today at bdo.co.uk to chat about how BDO can help take your hospitality business to the top and please say that I sent you. Supersonic. 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 Tell all your friends and share with your colleagues. Every single episode is packed full of tips, tricks and advice on how you can make your brand boom. So today I've got the windows wide open in the Georgian House Hotel. It's very warm and a little bit stuffy and I'm heading off this evening to see the world premiere of Liam Gallagher's movie, Ali Pali, called as it was. Really excited to see that, hope I can get some good selfies, uh, which will be really cool. But just before that, I managed to catch up with Adam Rowledge, who is the outgoing GM at the Georgian House Hotel. He's an incredible leader, so much great advice on how to build a team, build a business, and really look after your guests. And Adam will be around soon. I'm sure you'll see him with his new business, Rowledge and Partners, Really excited to see what he's going to do next. I hope you enjoy what he had to say. So it gives me the most customer-centric pleasure ever to introduce uh, just someone who I've got to know very well over the last year, I guess. Yeah, about um, Mr. Adam Rowledge. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's a bit like this is your life. It's yeah. like those, those mortal words that you hear. Thank you very much. Great to see you. And um, yeah, we're, we're doing this a bit impromptu. So you were kind of going to be between meetings. I'm racing off to see Liam Gallagher tonight, which I'm very excited about. Um, just trying to get a beer in hand. But we've got a good hour, hour and a half to just chill out. Yeah. Um, and nothing weird folks but we're in my bedroom yes in the hotel yeah i never thought this day would come <laughs> <laughs> room 49 yeah, yeah. Lock, locks door um yeah so yeah i mean just a a huge thanks to you for supporting me in terms of being up in london and being a place to stay and you know just looking after me every time and i think it's just always felt like home you know and there's a consistency of service a consistency of staff there's Sometimes some nice things in the room, um, which we can talk about in a bit as well. Um, and I'm very pleased to see you've got your Gary V yeah, sneakers I mean, on. The special effort. Zero, zero, cards and dirt. Zero, zero, two, uh, three. 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 What's yeah. yeah. I've sadly ordered zero, zero, 004 and they're on their way. Yeah. So, yeah. Exciting times. <laughs> I don't know if I'll fit them because it's a uh, 
US 13, which makes it a UK 12, and it depends how big case was made. Yeah, and they might clash with your supersonic socks as well. So they might, they might thank you for them. <laughs> I've posted about them before. Yeah. So I guess where I was going to start, I mean, there's quite a lot to talk about because you're at this new venture, new chapter side of things. Um, as we're recording this, you are the, the GM, is that right? Yeah, Was that the thing to say? Yeah. Um, of the Georgian House Hotel, which is fabulous and amazing stuff. Um, but by the time this goes out, it's more likely, and well, probably for future people in the future, um, you're then going to be the managing, managing director. director. Yeah, um, grandiose title, but of, uh, of Rowledge, Rowledge Associates. Associates. Yeah. And, well, quickly, let's start there, actually. So Rowledge Associates is what and who are these associates? Um, so Associates, finalising details of, of a few ah. pieces at the moment, and some will be on a, a longer-term basis, and some will be for very specific projects, but it's uh, working with... Um, specialists in certain areas and what we're really focusing on is trying to um, to sort of give the best possible employee experience so helping businesses to achieve operational excellence mm-hmm. and actual commercial success so it's not just nice fluffy stuff yeah, yeah. Um, but by doing it all through putting their people first so be working with experts in L&D in well-being in, uh, in trust leadership and, and a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff that I'm doing as part of my own personal development which yeah. I feel We'll probably talk about is is geared all around around that as well. So um, so yeah, some more news to come on that front. And the leap of faith, scary. How are you feeling? Yeah, not not too scary. I think mm-hmm. it's something which I've had in the pipeline for probably about a year or so now. Yeah. And um, you know, for anyone who follows me on social media, probably wouldn't have noticed that I've been shamelessly self promoting mm-hmm. myself over Flicking the away. course of time. But um, yeah, really uh, wanting to just do more of the really great stuff that we've done here at, at Georgian House and to yeah. help other people to to realise some of the really good things that we've done here. So uh, well, we're definitely going to talk about that for sure. So. Let's go back. I mean, we went out for lunch the first time we met to, what do you call it, please? A high... Cent- high Genato. Uh, high Genato. Yeah, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. The best pizza crust I've ever tasted, I think, really? by the way. It yeah. was pretty incredible. And the potatoes, the cracked potatoes are the one, for sure. But, nice, yeah. nice. So when we were chatting there, you were kind of telling me about your background and you know what you were doing. So what happened there then? Because I guess being an old guy now, as I am... Um, Looking at you, I'm like, bloody hell, he's done a lot quickly. So what's been the sort of journey to get to this and then going out on your own? Yeah, so I think um, some of it's happened quite quickly just mm. through circumstance, really. Um, but I yeah, started working in hotels when I was 16, so there's uh, nearly 20 years on, on that now. What are you, are you 35? Uh, I'll be 34 this year, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but that was just as a part-time job, yeah. and, and you know, a lot of people sort of start off that way in the industry. And uh, I hated, I never thought about hospitality. And I hated the thought of having to go and take orders. And my next door neighbour was a banqueting waitress in a local hotel, uh, which was part of a chain. And uh, I thought that's great. I don't have to worry about taking orders or anything. So yeah, started there and worked my way through different departments, um, and then went to university where I didn't study hospitality, but mm. I worked. Um, fairly you know large numbers of hours at uh, a hotel Duval in Birmingham which is mm-hmm. where I'm studying um, what so were you studying I was studying sport and exercise sciences oh hello yeah. very good yeah. um, I don't talk about that too. I didn't actually complete my, my degree I just decided uh, to sort of not run, run away that. yeah it was, it was more kind of uh, just focusing on working I got to that point in the degree it was after two years where um, I knew that I wasn't going to go into although I was really keen in the subject area yeah. and I cycled quite a lot um that I just knew I wasn't going to do it and the, the hospitality was 
what I was going to do, so I just sort of focused yeah. on that, really. But I think there's, there's an important point in that, though, where, you know, it happened to me too. You know, I did um, one year at mechanical engineering, failed pretty miserably. I could have reset and stuff, but I think I would encourage more people to make the right decision because, you know, you're a long time doing what it is you're going to be doing. And I think it actually takes a certain amount of bravery to stand up and kind of go, do you know what, this isn't for me, I'm going to go over here. And I think I saw um, Stephen Bartlett at um, Social Chain, the, yeah. the CEO there, and I think he said, you know, something, he did a post, he does a lot of kind of con- contrarian posting in a positive way, where if everyone's saying, oh, that ad was great, he'll come in with a really interesting point of view. So he said, um, quitting is for winners, sort of thing. And yeah. it was like, huh. And actually, when I looked at it, the people that I know that have done well or, you know, a lot of them, they have actually just, you know, burnt them, you know, burnt the last thing and then went and did the other thing. So I don't think there's anything to be... No, I think you've got to do what you love of. as well at the end of the day, haven't you? you know, yeah. You're never going to really be successful at something you don't enjoy doing. Or you might not know that you're going to love the next thing, but you know that that thing's not, not right. right. Yeah, you know, exactly. so I think it's a positive thing. There's a lot of people get hung up on the, oh, what if I didn't finish my degree? Or what if I, you know? And actually, I think now it's just getting so much easier in the workplace to explain that stuff. Definitely. You know? And... Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily believe in fate, but I believe in a sort of sliding door. So I wouldn't ever go back in time and change it and go and complete my degree and then mm. try and do the other stuff. Or that, That's like one of my m- most celebrity crushes, I think, yeah. is Gwyneth Paltrow. And, yeah. and in Royal Tenenbaums, actually. Yeah. Maybe it's just Gwyneth Paltrow. Anyway, <laughs> <never mind. laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, there's been a couple of roles as well where... Um, so, yes, I went on from, from Hotel de Van to work full-time for them and then to work with hand-picked hotels. Uh-huh. Um, and then, interestingly, after that, um, I had a couple of uh, roles, one in York, um, at the Grand in York, and one at South Lodge um, near Horsham, uh, which were quite short. They are about six months or so. Um, for, for One was for personal reasons, moving back down south, and then they almost had an amazing opportunity to go and work in London. Mm-hmm. And, again, you can kind of look back and go, oh, what if I'd have stayed there? Would I have, you know... I've seen what happened to the person who took the job after me and what they've done. And, would, uh, and what, did they do well? Uh, yeah, so um, from South Lodge, um, the, the, the guy in question is now the hotel manager at the Stafford. Um, so yeah. uh, he's, he's done fantastically well for himself. Um, and I'm not quite sure about the grand, actually. I think they're, quite, they're not long open, so I think they still okay. have quite a high turnover of, of staff. Um, and obviously, South Lodge is an amazing hotel, and it's gone on from... Yeah. Strength to strength, but I mean, oh. Rave, everyone I know who's been to it just had an amazing uh, experience. So, yeah, stunning. Yeah, it was super, super good fun. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think we kind of share the same same view on that then. And um, yeah, the, the move into London was actually a really good one. It was at the Hempel. I don't know if you ever heard of the, the no. Hempel. It was one of the like the first real kind of boutique hotels really? in London over in in Bayswater, Notting Hill area. Um, and uh, when it opened, huge celebrity followings so like Michael Jackson, Beckham's, and had quite an interesting suite with a suspended bed. It was kind of like a lion's cage, something which was suspended above oh. the, the the lounge area. So that was quite an a, 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 yeah, iconic hotel, I yeah. guess. Um, I worked with a fantastic GM there, a guy called Gareth Banner, who's now the MD at the Ned. 
Oh, I've seen him speak actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, was, yeah. Um, so phenomenal uh, guy to work with. And then sadly, at the end of the, the year, I was the, the, the Hempel, the owners decided they were closing the hotel, they sold it, and they, they sold it to some people who were turning it into apartments, and therefore everyone was kind of made redundant. And yeah. uh, that was a, an interesting experience to close a hotel and everyone be made redundant. But Was it doing well though? Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd had our best year, certainly in the, in okay. the years that I'd been there. It was, it was 2012, actually, so that's why I kind of decided to take that jump from, from South Lodge, which is obviously yeah. a fantastic career opportunity to go and work in London for the Olympics. Uh, we had a two-week exclusive use with Nokia, if you remember that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that was an omen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so really good year. We were hoping to do a big refurb, and the owners kind of just had a, an offer, which I think they, you know, they, they, they owned so one of the hotel, but they're not hoteliers. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, handled the whole situation well. They, you know, did everything they, mm-hmm. you know, the right thing in terms of the staff. It was a redundancies, and, you know, Gareth really galvanised the team into making the best of the situation. Everyone who left went on to a, a job which was a, either a promotion or a pay rise or some, you know, really good yeah. opportunity. It's quite funny how that happens, and... Usually it is when a culture or a leadership management team are so strong, yeah. you know, where it's almost that class of 2012 or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's just a joy to see, you know, it happened at lastminute.com, for example. You know, if you look through the entire team that was there, you know, through a you know, three to four year period, every single one of them's doing something absolutely incredible now. You know, you can't believe it, you know, so well, it's, it's nice when that happens. Yeah, it's funny you said actually, because I was the rooms division manager there at the time and um, uh, one of my colleagues, the reception manager, was a, a lady called Florence and she actually oh. joined the team here about six months ago as our reception and revenue manager. Okay. We met her. So, yeah, Ooh. all going on to, to bigger, better things and working together again as well, which yeah. is quite nice. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, very strange kind of, thing to go through but uh, fantastic experience working there and you know the leadership from from Gareth was fantastic yeah. so I learned a lot there and that's when I uh, that's when I first started getting into the awards thing I was very fortunate to win an Acorn award okay uh, which is a sort of 30 under 30 um, thing so uh, that was my, my first taste of that and then uh, yeah a few more since then especially in the last year or so yeah. um, and then yeah so then back into handpicked hotels mm-hmm. as a deputy GM um, at the same hotel uh, I was at previously in Nutfield Priory uh, for two years before a brief stint at the Bannertine Hotel in Hastings, which uh, didn't work out for me. It just wasn't the right cultural fit. Yeah. Um, but this opportunity came up at, at Georgian House and yeah, it couldn't have been a better move for me, really. So. Yeah. And then what was day one when you got here? You know, what did that look like? Because I guess someone else is coming in now to do their day one at some point or whatever's happening. But you turn up and what, what was your frames of reference for how you... Uh, tackle a job like this what what happened you know what happened so it's quite an interesting situation in that there had been no previous general manager so serena von der Heide, who's the the, the managing partner mm-hmm. in the business um she was running the hotel essentially but um there was an operations manager who was taking care of the day-to-day right. uh, so, so more a more junior level so i was the first uh, GM and Serena at that point were starting to take a bit more of a, a step back anyway that was yeah. part of the reason she was recruiting for the role um, and I think the main thing was it had been run as a very family business for you know for 20 odd years and coming in to try and sort of we were looking to move from being four to five star guest accommodation okay. and really raising our aspirations in terms of what we're doing for both our guests and for the team um, so trying to sort of change that culture where it had been very much um 
don't know how you describe it really. Not as a lifestyle business, certainly. Yeah. Serena's very commercially smart, but mm. in terms of the professionalism, I think that's, that's where there's been a real step change. So yeah. trying to, to raise that is it's never easy. So that was the, probably yeah. the biggest challenge. And we went from, I started at the end of September um, and we got our five stars in the June. Wow. Uh, so yeah, busy for the sort of first nine months really. Um, right, but, yeah. And is that what the rating is here? Is what, What's the rating now? It's five-star guest accommodation now. Uh-huh. Um, but what, what we've kind of seen, and this is a sort of a, a marketing thing really, is we wanted to you know, reflect the fact that we're a really high-quality business because mm-hmm. a lot of the properties around the area are, are not quite of the same yeah. quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see that if you walk down Warwick Way. Mm-hmm. But what we wanted, so we wanted to kind of reposition the hotel in that sense. But then what we found is as we've grown the quality of the business and we've been able to really increase our rates, mm-hmm the expectations when you have such high rates um, and a, a badge that says five star, yeah. people don't care what get, about guest accommodation no, or hotels and better five breakfast, star. five stars, yeah. five star, and they expect, you know, the Ritz, and we're not the Ritz, we, yeah. we provide a great experience, but we're not, it's not the same yeah. experience. Um, so we're now um, looking at actually changing that to moving into the hotels category, but going down to four star, so right. because of the you know, different requirements, yeah. and we think that will give us a, you know, just clearer expectations really and help us to, to reach the right markets better. Well, that's good. And then what were the problems you faced when you joined then? So team, uh, you know, rooms, food offer, you know, what, what were the big things you were tasked with then when you came in? Uh, so the main thing was was the, the quality of... It, the service was okay, but the professionalism wasn't there in terms mm. of the team. There's a lot of people who've been there for quite a long time and, you know, were very happy just coasting along and not really wanting to push things forward. Um, so there was quite a bit of change in the team at, at mm. that point and the, there wasn't really the structure in place that we've got now. Um, so that's definitely one of the big things. Most of the rooms have been done at that point um, in the last 10 years. So... Yeah. Um, we're all of us you know, this room that we're in now for example is the same as it was when I, when I started so yeah. the product was at a fairly decent level yeah. the public spaces there the dining room and the reception so the dining room was yeah, three years ago mm-hmm. and the reception was only last year probably around about the time that we, we first yeah, met actually yeah. so some big big projects there and no one had really heard of Georgian House and mm. I think that's one of the things that probably changed the most now is you know I, went to, I used to go to networking events so I work at Georgian House Whereabouts is that Pimlico? Where's Pimlico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think really kind of putting Georgian House on the map yeah. with, from a guest and, and uh, in terms of our kind of employer mm-hmm. brand strategy has been the, the, the biggest challenge for us. Yeah. And then, you know, the team seemed to have stayed exactly consistent, really, um, since I've been coming here for the last year or so. So what sort of things are you doing to keep them excited, engaged, know what good looks like, you know, how, how do you go about all that stuff? Um, so I think, you know, we've got quite a flat structure here, so there's not lots of opportunity for promotion in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. moving from different, through different job roles, but we involve all of the team in, in what we're doing and how we're, we're running the business. Mm-hmm. So uh, we use a lot of um, techniques and, and sort of philosophies relating to Lean and Six Sigma. So team members at you know, every department of the business and at all, all levels um, have an opportunity to be really actively involved not just I'm asking your opinion but they're mm. running projects which are actually driving the business forward mm-hmm. whether that be to do with something like our reward and recognition programs or um, you know loyal guest loyalty um, initiatives or mm-hmm. and anything so we have numerous projects going on at any one time mm-hmm. so I think actually having your own opinion valued and seeing how you can be involved and in coming to fruition and what the 
the results are is, is a really powerful thing as well. Yeah. Um, and, but really just having a nice place to work. So we recruit people who are you know, really buy into our values and, mm-hmm. and so they're, they're all aligned. So they might not have exactly the same values, but at least it's going to kind of work work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all come to work to, to enjoy ourselves and have fun and, and try and make people happy. And that's not just doing stuff for guests all the time. It's about yeah. kind of creating an atmosphere where people can relax, relax and enjoy themselves. And it's not a stuffy, forced, yeah. we have to do it in this way, in this sort of speed time. You know, it's, it's efficient, but it's about being warm and welcoming and... Yeah. And that sort of thing. Um, on top of that, we you know we do a lot of stuff around well-being. So we mm-hmm. uh, last year we achieved the London Healthy Workplace Charter. Okay. Um, so we're looking to take that to the next level now. It's mm-hmm. another big project we're involved in. So it's really just trying mm-hmm. to draw on all the different aspects of what goes into a good employee experience. You, know, you can mm-hmm. go down the road and earn more money per hour at another hotel, but you know we've seen it quite a lot where people have you know, maybe been here for two years and think, yeah. oh, I can go and earn a pound an hour more, which is quite a lot of, of money at you know entry level, but mm-hmm they'll do three months there and then they'll come back and, and work work yeah. for us as well so um, I think that's really our key is to is that employee experience and what about um, the food and drink side of things then so you've got the Pimlico Pantry yeah um, and what were the sort of decisions you made around that in terms of what the menu should be what the drink selection should be pricing um, you know your um sort of wizards afternoon tea stuff you know all that kind of thing like you know because i think you've been pretty inventive compared to a lot of hotels i think you have to be really because yeah. you know um you know i do a, a speak at conference sometimes about this and you know that i can't remember how many it is now but the, the amount of different afternoon teas just on afternoon tea.co.uk for example yeah. and, you know you could put pictures of 10 different ones on a page and you couldn't tell which one was from which yeah. which establishment so you've got to do something different to stand out especially when you're a bit off the beaten track you know as we are um in terms of how it's grown I mean, when i first started we did breakfast and that was it so that whole downstairs space was not used after 10 30 in yeah. the morning um and we had i think five items on the breakfast menu right. um so once we've done the, the refurbishment i think you know probably got about 15 now on the, the sort of the a la carte menu mm. so we we have all of our cooked food is, is a la carte and we've got a really high quality buffet you know using some really good um, local produce I think we really just try and focus on using really great ingredients mm-hmm. and just letting them kind of do their thing yeah. really and, and not try to faff around with things too much um, and I think you know it's a good job we do do breakfast really because people in London don't spend too much time in their rooms so so much yeah. really good feedback and the interaction that they have with the team comes from breakfast yeah. um and in terms of pricing, really, again, we you know we obviously do our, our market research, and we again focus on just giving really good value. So, mm. I think you know, there's so much choice that you've got to to kind of you know you can't rip people off with fifteen pounds for a burger that you just kind of slap together and it just looks crap. To be yeah, honest with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. So I think uh, you know we always make sure we're, we're competitively priced, not cheap, but mm. we're not providing cheap things. You know, we're not, you're not going to go down and have it a Gordon's gin and tonic yeah. um, that certainly wouldn't be supersonic so yeah. uh, um, you know we've got some really great gins out at Silent Pool we've got Brighton Gin mm-hmm. and, uh, and so on so yeah I think just offering quality at a really good price has mm. been our, our key and yeah the cheese afternoon tea has been quite a, a oh, successful yeah. thing for us so who doesn't love cheese well a lot of cheese puns on the on the e-board yeah would yeah. you relieve it and all that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> just some of the work fun. for beer as well which is quite good we've started doing beer, we've got a beer event coming up oh, um, sort of tied in with Father's Day but yeah mm. it's 
just something we thought, what can we do? What, what do people love? What do people want? Because yeah. that's, what you, that's what you're there for at the end of the day, is to provide something that people want, yeah. which is often forgotten. And then what about um, the Deliveroo side of things and Uber Eats and all that sort of stuff? Because, you know, uh, it's a real tricky area because, you know, I stay away quite a lot. A lot of people do as well. And maybe what's on offer, they want something else or they fancy, you know, where do you sort of stand on that? What's your thoughts on that? You know, the guests yeah. doing that? Very happy for yeah. it. I mean, um, you know, obviously we would, we would make more money off something that we would say, but we can't offer that, that kind of range. Mm. And I'd much rather have a happy guest in the hotel who's eating what they want. And we provide quite a limited selection anyway, as you know, because we, we just can't do everything with the, the yeah, confines of our resources. Yeah, so um, we've, we've just started doing room service in the last uh, couple of months here ourselves. I've never months. noticed it before till today. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, that's, that's bad. bad that part there should be promoted. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I'm, prob- I'm probably, I'm probably <laughs> drunk after the yeah, um, the wine. But no, absolutely. I mean, I think you know, especially because we've got some really great restaurants. You know, obviously High Chinato, but Sushi mm. Samba mm. Um, just up there as well. Bleaker, 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 Bleaker all the way. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Bleaker. So yeah. uh, you know, so there's some great choice, and we did look at you know offering previously uh, before we started doing our own room service, doing a delivery room service kind okay. of thing. Um, but we just thought, well, you know. Really, we can't monetize that because I don't believe in kind of trade charges and that sort of thing. I think that's just like a yeah, yeah. It's one of those things for me. Um, so we just thought, well, we'll offer a limited amount of room service. And if people want delivery, you know, yeah. no sweat. And you know, sometimes I order it for, for lunch if I yeah. fancy something, just get a Leon, uh, you know, oh, salad nice. delivered or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, convenience and, and lack of friction is the, is yeah, the thing. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, fair play to them and, um, yeah, I'm kind of with Gary on that one. So, yeah. you know, last mile. Yeah. So I was thinking about guests as well. You know, you know, you must have seen a lot in your time here and stuff. So, is there any sort of you know fun examples of you know great customer stories or when you went the extra mile for someone or you know? And actually, I'm quite interested in maybe the other way, or maybe not naming names, but just some, <laughs> some, uh, you know, some things that spring to mind as well. You know, I always think it's quite fascinating to, to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think here we're, is somewhere where because we've created this this culture where you know the team are really empowered to do whatever they want to mm. to do to 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 do something ex- you know great for a, for a guest that we have had a lot of fun with different things mm. and. Um, you know, again, it's, it's getting people excited about doing something. So, um, Ellie, who um, tends to kind of look after quite a few of the, the little bits and pieces we do, mm-hmm. you know, puts quite a lot of thought and, and effort into you know what can we do to just really put a smile on someone's face because mm-hmm. that's that's what we're there for at the, at the end of the day. And then we you know, have a bit of a chat about what. So every guest that comes in, you're surprising and delighting them, or some, no, or not just, everyone. So we, yeah. we're quite because actually a lot of our bookings come through the OTAs. We don't have a lot of personal detail. It's quite hard, right. hard to to reach that. So. Um, yeah. Uh, anyone who we can get some specific details on the you know the reason for their visits or um, you know for, for guests who stay with us regularly we try and do something a little bit different every time um, based on you know what their job or the, mm. the family situation and um, I was at a conference the other day speaking and there was a panel which was all about this kind of thing I think one of the, the GMs called it like positive stalking um, oh right but, yeah, uh, yeah it's, if you're, if you're if your profiles are public, then you know yeah. it's kind of fair game, as yeah. I think. To be to be honest, so 
so yeah, we try and, and, and just do something like that. People just appreciate the little touches. It doesn't have to be expensive. So I think um, one of my favourite ones actually that we did was uh, was actually for yourself, which we did the mirror, uh, the mirror logo. That which, was incredible. Yeah, and I think that cost us eight quid to have the template made. We could have done it ourselves quite easily, but we still yeah. want to save a bit of time and get someone to, I, I to do it for I, us. Just couldn't believe it. So just I walked into my room and just explained. Walked into my room and yeah, my, my brand new logo that was done like a couple of days before was like etched brilliantly, perfectly into the mirror. So yeah, that was. I think one of the most fun ones I had, you know, here was on my thirteenth day, and I got it for free. Yeah, and that was just a nice. It was such a lovely. Because I came in and, you know, usually there's some kind of surprise and not that I was expecting it, but I just arrived that night and, you know, there was like nothing in the room. I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's fine. I've, I've had so much free stuff and jam and marmite and <laughs> wine and, da, 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 you know, which I was super grateful for. And it, it, then I went downstairs, yeah, and I said, uh, yeah, 13th day. Did you know it was your 13th day? No. Uh, lucky for you, um, this one us. It was like, what the, what, you know, that was... The idea it was, it was a late a idea actually. No, we were, we, um, I was having a conversation. I had a conversation actually with uh, with Serena about um, like, uh, we were talking about loyalty programs and uh, I think it's hotels.com do this thing where you know you get the tenth your tenth night stay free yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And so like, that's not gonna work. the reason that works is because people generally on business probably are going to be staying at this hotel this day da, 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 and then they'll wait to get the tenth one and do it for their personal yeah. jollies. Um, so yes, I thought that. I thought, oh, Mark must have said instead about ten times right now, and it just uh, so it was about the, it was the third going to be the thirteenth day. So yeah. I have a bit of fun with that, but you know, it's about that kind of um, spontaneous thing, and it's a bit it's a bit like the coffee stamp. You know, I, you know, I go to eight rounds of coffee stamp. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, but, you know, and I collect them all because right. I, I only go, but I only go to that place anyway. It just so happens that I get the tenth one f- yeah. free. So, um, but I think you know, by doing those things and uh, just kind of creating that bit of a, a wow, yeah. people appreciate that or actually buy more into your brand oh, it's much more I mean it's, it's kind of like the, the, the Pret stuff with the free coffee you know you remember getting a free coffee at Pret much more than your 10 stamp at Nero's or yeah. you know or disrespect to Nero's but it just becomes transactional yeah. you know and, and I think Jamie that I used to work with at, at Pret you know he looked at some study on it or something but basically it was saying they had done these tests with monkeys to see you know the effect of surprise and delight versus transactional expectation and their results were far better when it was surprise and delight rather than expectation so you just kind of yeah it just becomes a commodity rather than wow you know so I I think it's a really big deal you know definitely and I think the other thing as well is not that we kind of expect it but you know you and and, and other guests as well whether they're staying just once or regular guests you know then take the opportunity to um, you know, kind of do it for the gram and, and help us then further promote to, yeah. to to other guests and well there's a combined I mean not that it's huge figures but I don't know seven eight nine ten thousand folk yeah. potentially are, are going to see that and then if one more person likes it then it goes to their audience and you know so yes I think it's a really smart move and I think in the questions I'd put down something about you know sales and marketing and it wasn't to get too scientific and it was, it was that stuff yeah. and I think that's the stuff people forget and they have to you know get it all complicated we need a single customer view and we need a CRM program and we need points and we need you know, do you know what you could just be hospitable and generous and 
that's probably enough, yeah. you know. I genuinely believe you can overcomplicate these things. So actually, when yeah, I absolutely. one of the other things that was uh, when I first started, probably in the first six months, is we we did totally new websites, and I'd never had any experience in that kind of mm. uh, thing before. As clearly, I saw it. It was terrible. Yeah. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but we, you know, since we, we spent a, a, quite a fair amount of money on it, and we had you know we got a kind of HubSpot built into it, and uh, we, yeah. like, we went with this kind of stay and play concept. So the stay was all about that. Stay and play was all the local area piece. And then after about a year, um, we just thought no one's. You, know, you look at the sort of this. No one's using the play thing. It's like, you want to know there. what you look like, yeah. where you are, and kind of book. And yeah. that's a pretty exactly. you know? And the, the speed of the website loading, having taken all of that out, oh, yeah. it was just outrageous. Oh, we should build a game, and we should do this. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It, it's 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 so tough to just get to the the nub of that. Um, I guess, you know, there's a bit of advantage being at lastminute.com, you know, they simplified everything greatly. Um, and what about OTAs then? What's your sort of relationship with, you know, all these? Is it good, yeah. bad, indifferent? I'm all for an OTA. Is it, mm. you know, they're a tool at the end of the day. Mm. And, um, you know, I think you have to... In the true sense of the word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. Not being yeah no, 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 no people uh, that I'm going to name there. Um, yeah, you, we, we, you can't you can't do it without them, and so you've got to use them to the best of your advantage. And actually, I think a lot of people get you know don't get me wrong. There's been some stuff obviously which they've been doing, which you know has now been ruled against. Quite why it's taken them mm. until September apparently to stop doing all that. Like what? Sure. Bidding on your terms or? Um, so the bidding on the terms, I think that's that's um, still being allowed. For what I remember, yeah. but the, it's more the stuff like um, saying that there's only one room left, or or you know ten people have booked this hotel in the last uh-huh. hour. Well, ten people have booked this hotel in the last hour, but not for the day that you're looking at so they're kind of yeah. creating that false sense of urgency um, I quite like it it's like an that. adrenaline buzz yeah but, you know, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> but the thing is, you know, we have to learn from them in mm. terms of the way that we're doing things so you know why do people book through these channels yeah. well, you know yes there's that thing of they've got all the details saved and whatever and depending on the size of your business that may not be feasible for you to, to put solutions yeah. in place for that but what are the quick things that you can do you know that sort of strike through rate where all the two rooms left mm. or whatever why not do X amount of, you know yeah. I mean, straw poll are one usebooking.com because it's you know as you see it's, it's just all there yeah. and I don't have to think you know and there's a lot of travelling lately and it's you know with trains and all the rest of it but then it's different train lines so you've got one of the train line you've got one with Virgin you've got one with something else yeah. you know it's just it's hell of a handy just to have it I've, I've booked hotels before on the website before, like you get to the that's 10 steps to get to before you even put your personal detail there yeah. it's like name postal address email address data why yeah yeah why you know? yeah, yeah. so um, so yes, we've, we spent a lot of time stripping that. We, you know, getting rid of HubSpot because we just, you know, we're paying all this money for it, and we'd have to employ another person to really be able to invest the time into using the resource. So yeah, really trying to simplify things and kind of get the most bang for our buck, and uh, and yeah, just much more digital really. So um, really focus on our, our remarketing yeah. now, and uh, Google Hotel Ads has been really great return for us as well. Um, but yeah, the OTAs, it's just about having those relationships and, you know, if you work with them, they will actually help you and it's their, in their interest to help yeah. you get more booking. So as long yeah. as you use them at the right times and you're not, you know, doing flash sales in the middle of Chelsea Flower Show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I think they're, they're quite good. They're well, quite I, was st- I was seeing uh, Manchester the other night, I was on a social change podcast and um, 
like the hotel rate was really expensive, right? And I was paying for it myself, you know, rather than a client paying for it. Whatever. And it was like, ouch, you know, when I saw it, I thought, oh, Christ, you know. Anyway, Spice Girls were in town. Oh. So that's what it was. It just every hotel was absolutely rammed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think the other thing I actually want to notice is that um, I think there's still a bit of a kind of myth about parity. So we, we were always lower price than, than the OTAs, yeah. as well as adding um, you know, adding value as well. But, you know, still go to, you know, my panels or go to a conference and people tell yeah, we've got to make sure that we've got exactly the same rate as the OTAs. No, I mean, as long as they're kind of parity with each other. Cheaper, uh, wouldn't you? Yeah, so we, you know, we're always, you know, cheaper. We're actually increasing that differential now. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things actually was our, our wizard chamber rooms, which we, when up until last year, we never, we always only sold those direct. Yeah. Um, but then we pretty much doubled the amount of them that we had. Um, so they're a little bit harder to fill. So yeah. now we actually do sell all of them on the OTAs yeah. all of the time because they're not as. Um, affected by the sort of you know normal stuff going on in town, um, but we just price them at eighteen percent higher than we price them direct, and to sort of negate any commission and, and yeah, people yeah. pay that. So, and did, we'll talk about the wizards rooms then. So, it seems if you go around the rest of the hotel, it seems quite a left field thing to have. Yeah. So you know, do you know? where the idea came from was it when you were here or was it before no, you were here or? I can't claim any credit for uh. the concept unfortunately but um, you know, it's very simple it's about listening to your, your customers mm-hmm. and, and not just listening to them but actually sort of noticing patterns in behaviour so that's something again, wait a minute listening to your customers I know <laughs> yeah I call that Ossintos oh shit I never thought of that um, but yeah you know, lots of people staying who were uh, you know Staying in their, their kind of normal rooms, there's pre wizard yeah. chambers, and then they're coming down for breakfast with a you know, not Harry Potter fans, so please, yeah. but, you know, hats and whatever, cloaks uh, and whatnot. And oh, they dressed up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just going up the road to the coach station on the Warner Brothers studio tours. So it's like, okay, well, what can we do to harness this? Right. So they started off with, with two, two very soon afterwards. So when I arrived, there were four, and then after about a year, year and a half, maybe. Um, because they're located in the basement with the hotel's three houses up together essentially yeah. so you've got the dining room in one and then t- two basements and in the basement of one I looked at the basement rooms in the other one and um, we did a very quick analysis uh, posh word for it yeah. back of the fed packet thing and in six months the difference in revenue between the two basement uh, things yeah. combination of rate and occupancy the no brain I think something like a three year return on wow. the on the refurbishment um including the time that they were out of order while we were refurbishing them for two months. So, uh, yeah, really, really good uh, decision for us. So even though they're not as busy now, it's yeah. still uh, still absolutely flying. And, yeah, people go crazy. We do a little bit of... Because it's... Uh, when we obviously, we're nothing to do, I should, for legal reasons. Yeah. Uh, we're nothing to do with Harry Potter's one of the studios, J.K. Rowling. But... Uh, it's just a couple of things which are quite I mean, so actually it works in our favour because we, we have to put on our website and everything we have nothing to do with which yeah. from, when it comes to SEO actually helps us which is great yeah. Um, sure. and uh, yeah it's um, well it, like it's it's an you know ins- was it inspired by or you know you know yeah. it's that kind yeah, of exactly. you, know. The, you know in the rooms then they're nothing to do with them. no There's no, no you know, kind of, of course yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, people people come for that different experience. They're not coming because it's Universal Studios. Yeah, they're coming, you know, because they want that kind of thing. But yeah, some people go crazy. We had a birthday a few weeks back. And they bought this enormous cake, which they told us cost them three hundred quid, which we could quite easily believe. Um, and they had about two slices of it left. The rest for the staff. Uh-huh. So yeah, quite 
quite bizarre the amount. Well, it was it was wizard. Yeah, it was the, kind of like a Harry Potter, yeah. Harry Potter themed birthday cake. But um, yeah, the, the the kind of the lead time for those rooms is about double what our normal normal bedrooms yeah, are yeah. because people do it as part of the trip where they go on the studio tours, they go and see the play and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, yeah. Probably it's scary. Is it? I just, Someone told me. Yeah. There's one thing I will never do. No, no. What the play? Yeah. Or or watch Harry Potter. I think I've watched one film. Oh no! Give her, give her a go. Wait till you get kids. Yeah. Well, oh, you've got kids. You've got kids, yeah, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Are they are they aged to watch that uh, yet? Five and three. So. No, no. You get a little old, but yeah, yeah. Well, once, yeah, once they go up, yeah. that's you. Great. Look forward to that then. <laughs> <laughs> From Supersonic Inc. This is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the good folk at BDO. BDO have been long-term supporters of the hospitality sector and they are really passionate about supporting innovative entrepreneurs on their journeys and they also want to give you the right advice and support to grow your business. Just in case you don't know, BDO provides tailored advice to the sector across corporate finance, due diligence, tax and all accounting matters. BDO work tirelessly to give their clients the advice that they need when they need it to succeed. For more information on BDO and how they can take your business to the top, go to bdo.co.uk. Hashtag ad. So the other stuff I was sort of thinking about was um, this personal branding for you. Yeah. So huge congratulations as well for, for, for doing all this, you know, kind of coming out. I think um, personal brand is definitely the way to go for people like you, people like me, whatever, you know. I think, you know, Gary Vee's given birth to probably, a, a you know, a generation of people that are thinking that way. Um, but before that, it was just, I don't think I'd ever put a thought into it that, you know, Tony Robbins is a personal brand or Richard Branson was a person, just until lately. And then you kind of go, oh yeah, Zuckerberg's a, right, okay. So, how are you feeling about that? Were you were you nervous about putting yourself out there? Were you nervous about, you know, sort of fronting it yourself? Did you want to hide behind a, you know, a, a, another name that you know you just part of? Or what? What was your sort of thought process as you went into it? It makes it sound like there was one. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> some yeah. things it's best not to. I think yeah, just, I think it just kind of evolved really, and you know, uh-huh. I knew that I needed to. Um, you know, I think one of the things that you know Serena's really great at is about you know kind of building the profile of Georgian House, and it, it came off the back of that really. Um, so yeah, when I started to you know, kind of press release and being out there, and I was, I've always been heavily involved in networking and yeah. you know industry associations like the Institute of Hospitality and and so on. Um, so I think it kind of some of it happened by accident through through that and some of the awards and just getting involved with things um, and then yeah I think the uh, you know Twitter and, and Instagram is kind of be the thing that I've really taken it forward from from there really and just yeah get involved with uh, you know sharing sharing and value basically yeah, and that's one of the things I think I've really sort of taken from from your your podcast pre when we, we met and that was kind of how it all began really and yeah. uh yeah, just you know, what do you believe in, and and that it's kind of easy to do that way because you know you're just being you. When yeah. You're just probably trying to be a brand of, of some kind. You just be yourself, and that's what people will know you for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's really then how the business evolved because I knew that I wanted to to kind of do something. I was really trying to fight hard to say, well, you know, you're a general manager essentially, so you're a yeah. bit of everything. And, 
Uh, that's my first GM called me. He was a, a, a jack of all trades, a master of none. Yeah. Nice chap. That's lovely. Um, so, yeah. So really trying to hone down on what, what that was that I wanted to be, yeah. be known for. And then, yeah, trying to sort of just be, be, you know, be really good at, at so that, basically. it is all about you helping people ignite their teams, really. Yeah. To then deliver excellence. Yeah. Sort of thing. And I think, you know, we, everyone knows in this, we, we have a problem with not enough talented people that we can we can keep yeah. and what's the solution for that was you know give them what what they need you know we are very focused about the guest and what we deliver yeah. to them or you know depending on your organization it might always be about you know, the bottom line and nothing not else yeah. but actually you know, take things back a few steps if you get the people a bit right the guests will follow and and you yeah. know as long as you've got the right sort of frameworks in place the 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 profit will happen as well so yeah. it's just trying to get more people around to that way of thinking there's some great companies out there doing it already people like uh, Red Carnation and Ferndale and some of the you know just in the hotel space yeah. um, but we need more of that because if we all do a bit more of that then the industry becomes a much more attractive place to, to work and we can get better people and we can get yeah. that so on and so forth so yeah that's the that's the plan anyway yeah. um, and then so what have you had to do from starting the business then so it's stuff like, you know, websites, you're thinking about content going out, sales, I guess you've got to get clients, how yeah. does the pipeline work? You know, and I know you're not kind of there, there yet, but how, how have you been going about that and handling that side of things? So... Because hard, day one, yeah. and you're just looking at a blank bit of paper and you're waiting for the phone to ring a little bit. So I've been quite fortunate in a way that I've done a couple of bits and pieces sort of... Uh, you know, on the side during the time that I've been at Georgian House yeah. and you know, holiday time and, and what have you so um, you know all the boring stuff like company's house whatever I was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to worry about and I've got a really good uh, good accountant which makes a massive difference um, so again that's kind of alleviated but in terms of pipeline that's something which I have been you know obviously through the networking that I've been doing and so on and so forth kind of getting all of that uh, lined up now so I'm halfway through my notice period um, so looking to really kick off from from September, I've got some mm. bits and pieces lined up already, which is good to take the pressure off, as you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's just kind of really about having those conversations, keep, keep adding value, mm. you know, making sure I'm visible, and um, none of the people who are re- I'm really kind of approaching at the moment through the kind of the the business development I'm doing. Mm. Are, you know, it's not it's not a quick conversation. It's not like a, oh, I'm doing this. Are you interested? Or, yeah, 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 I'm booking next week, sort of thing. It's It's quite a it's a new a new approach in a lot of ways, isn't it? Yeah. And people will it'll be it'll be the more switched on people will take you on first and then, you know, they'll be fast followers, I imagine. Yeah, but I just I mean I literally had a contact from someone on on Monday night Mm. who I had a you know an initial conversation with back in July who was kind of someone in the interest by the way I'm gonna be doing this here, so I'm seeing that that's what I'm doing now, I'm up and running. Um, oh brilliant can I come and talk to you about doing this then for us great yeah no problem so yeah yeah, it's it's a mindset thing I think you're right more people will come come round to it but but yeah I think people once people can see that you're there to to deliver something really good yeah they want you know they want something really good for their business yeah well it's quite interesting you know I'm always finding you're either too busy or you're not busy enough you know, and uh, there's always other things to do. By the way, you know, if you if you don't actually have a paying client on the, you know, there's always more content you can do, more learning you can do. You know, but it's it's just funny. Like people are like, how's it going? And in 
you always wish for that middle ground where yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're busy enough, but you've got time to draw breath. But it does. You're either in a complete panic and <laughs> nothing's there, or you're the other way going. How the hell am I going to, you know, sort of handle all this? Yeah, I've tr- the way I've tried to sort of structure it is that you know there's, there's various different things I'm doing. Some of the things are things I'm promoting that I'm doing. So you can go on my website mm-hmm. and see. Oh yeah, brilliant. I can book Adam for that X Y Z, and some of those things are longer term things so for example consultancy might be I don't know 20 hours a month for yeah. 6 months or whatever or another thing might be you know a speaking gig which is you know, 25 minutes on one day yeah, obviously yeah. all the prep and everything but you know it's about kind of having all those pieces of the jigsaw to put yeah. together and you know you've got those things that are maybe kind of they're not the you know the the, like the glamorous bits that earn you the highest rate stuff yeah. but they're kind of there in the background actually yeah in August if you I haven't got anything that you can kind of go and draw on it's just like revenue management of a hotel yeah, yeah. You know, at the end of the day so um, so and yeah. what about speaking then how did you get into that have you been doing it for a long time how did you wait, did we just take to it naturally did you have to work on it how did you go about these things you know what's your routine so you definitely have to, to work on it it wasn't something that uh, I've always done I think um one of the things that's been really good about being here at Georgian House is we've had a lot of exposure um, through formerly the BHA, now UK Hospitality, when mm-hmm. um, international film crews approached them for, oh, we, can we interview a hotel about? Uh-huh. Thought we were going to get away without saying it, Brexit. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, they point us over to, to here and, yeah. um, you know, either Serena or myself, we usually then do, uh, do those interviews. So I've had to get used to being on, on camera and mm. uh, they're fairly tame interviews actually but the first time I actually did in front of a, a group was um, a guest lecturer at the Edge Hotel School so I do quite a lot of guest lecturing um, which I know you, you do some of as mm. well um, and that was about 50 students and I think I drank a three pint jug of water because my mouth was going so dry trying to kind of uh, deliver this uh, this lecture but just doing more and more of that and yeah. then getting into panels at conferences and then in the last probably 12 months mm. um, doing kind of keynotes and uh yeah, just really enjoying it. And again, it's about kind of sharing that, that knowledge and that value with people and hopefully kind of inspiring them to, to go on and, and, and do something because yeah. that old, when all is said and done, much more is said than done. Do you uh, know that's the second time I've heard that in two days? Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> and I've never heard it before. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple of things then just to sort of finish off because I'm just conscious of your time as well. Um, so I was thinking about you know, who you're taking inspiration from as well. So, you know, great hoteliers and great business people. And, you know, so what, what's going on there then? Who are you? Because it's quite lonely when you're out on your own as well. Yeah. Your own, you know, you kind of need virtual mentors and real-life mentors. So how, how are you structuring that? Um, so, I mean, there's some that have been you know, throughout my career. So one of the the, the, sort of the big uh, inspirations for me was the late Gerard Basso, who was just, okay. um, you know, had the great fortune of meeting him through Hotel de Van and... Um, yeah, got to spend a bit of time with him. So although, you know, I like a bit of wine and, you know, I'm certainly no sommelier, but yeah. you know, just kind of his his work ethic, is just the way he did everything, I think yeah. was, was a real inspiration for me. Um, and then and various other people who I've worked with, so um, Danny Peccarelli from Exclusive Hotels, okay. um, uh, Gareth Banner from, you know, yeah. who I worked with previously, and then just being able to kind of... Uh, yeah, talked to various people. That uh, one of which actually was a, a supplier at an awards dinner. It was a lady called Kira Crossan who runs okay. a company called Wedding Dates, and um, yeah, we were sat next to each other at Master Inholders Conference a few years back. Had a fantastic evening. Is that chat. where everyone's got like, their medals on and all that jazz. That is exactly. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and uh, yeah, so we just sat there chatting about our kids for a couple of hours over a few glasses of wine and a nice meal, and you know, now someone that you know I take you know, great inspiration from, and also I can kind of um, talk to um, about about bits and pieces, and then yeah, you know, there's so many people, especially people like yourself and. Uh, you know, Alison Bass has been and so on. People who've gone out there and been on that journey themselves and kind of recognise that, yeah, it is, it is challenging at the start. And, uh, you know, yeah. um, Petra Clayton, who's MD of Custard Communications, yeah. you know, massive uh, sort of support from from her as well. So it's just kind of people from that that you can just... Yeah, so uh, yeah and, and, you know, just, you know, our, you know we all help, we're all here to sort of help each other. You know, yeah. We're not in competition or trying to kind of stitch each other up, but, you know... Uh, no, I, I think it's just, you know, if you can save anyone making the mistakes that you know you made then that's a good thing you know um but yeah i think it's it's important you know just to kind of try and be there and sort of you know because i I really wish you know when i started it you know a lot younger than you know i had a bit of that you know and and yeah not 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 loads you know good wasn't as kind of forthcoming then you know it was kind of you're breaking a bit of new ground in some ways definitely I think the industry's come a long way just in terms of like the mentoring programmes that are now available and that sort of thing and uh, and I've got a coach as well that I work with on uh, on a few different things both raising to the business and and, and speaking as well so um, you know the you know, like the, I know you've kind of done the, the you did the stand up um, thing, so right, comedy, yeah. yeah, which you know you found really valuable, and you know working with Nigel, my coach, really find sort of structuring some of the things, and yeah. I've got like I find it really helpful to again just literally have those discussions, and you've got all that knowledge in your head as about how yeah. you kind of put it into a way that's engaging and delivering it in a way that you know, people can absorb it easily and yeah. entertaining as well. I think so. Well, I think there's. <sighs> I was talking to Mark Pitcher about this the other day, yeah. you know, Mark did Smash a Box, and he was saying he'd went on a really intense, I think it was like a seven-day speaker's course, and it was horrendous, you know, yeah. from what he was saying, you know, in a, in a good way, you know, but it was like, stop standing like, you know, stop standing like that, stop doing that, stop saying that, stop doing this, and I don't, I, I mean, people that know me, I don't really take criticism brilliantly. <laughs> I'm just, I just really, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at feedback. So I think it's just like, I'd, I'd, I'd really struggle with someone telling me that, you know, because it's like, I don't, I don't know if I'm there to be trained and perfect and all the rest of it, you know, and there's lots of M's and you know, as and all this, but I'd, I'd just try to be a bit more natural, but I'm, I'm really you know, sort of respectful of people and, and of people that get trained within a, an inch of their life to be the best at it, you know, yeah. it's really cool. But then you kind of, you, you're not you, you know, it's not authentic and it's like, you know, I know a few people who've done kind of TEDx's and they say, oh, you, you keep, you have to keep this forming or doing this certain way. There's a great parody yeah. thing on YouTube, which I love watching from now and then, but it's just, yeah, oh, I haven't seen that, actually. You know, I was saying to you, it's hilarious. Oh, I need to yeah, I am a thought leader. Um, was it all that? Yeah, that was good. hilarious. But it's uh, one for the notes, maybe. But um, <laughs> you know, yeah, that kind of just being being yourself and that's uh, a bit take it or leave it. It's a bit messy, but hopefully it's fun. You yeah. know, that's the way to look at it. So, last couple of questions. Then I was thinking about our mark out of ten feature. I yeah. keep plugging this. I don't know if it's ever <laughs> going to become iconic. It'll take off one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. So, and I gave you these out. I don't usually give them to people early. So. Um, first question is best city to eat in thank you for doing these Eric because it gave me a chance to think but uh-huh. Hong Kong by far and away 
Good. I'm glad you said it. I'm getting a lot of Londons, and yeah. I like someone that picks something else. Yeah, I can amazing. understand why London for sure. Yeah, I mean the variations. I mean yeah. the, the the food was just phenomenal. Why? Um, I, I love it, like Asian food anyway, but uh, just the, the dim. I could eat dim some literally until the cows come home. Yeah, and uh, we went to. I don't know if it is anymore, but at the time it was the world's cheapest Michelin star uh, restaurant. And, um it's called Tim Ho One in Mong Kok, vividly. Okay. Um, it was a bit weird. You kind of queued up and got a ticket for your table at the lunchtime. It was a very weird thing. Yeah. But yeah, the food was just amazing. I think it was something like 15 quid for lunch for two of us, including drinks. It was just unreal. And it just, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. It was, just, it was a combination of the atmosphere and like, the one restaurant we walked into, which most people in, in Hong Kong do speak English. Yeah. There was no English here. It's like, just stuff coming at us until we thought, oh, no, that's chicken's feet. I'll pay yourself to get the bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. That's, there was that's a it. chicken's beak joke in there as well. <laughs> um, okay. And then best restaurant, if it's not that one. Um, so a few ones. It's quite a tricky one, actually, but um, probably... Well, you can the, have a few. A few. The Man Behind the Curtain in Leeds. Was oh, it? never done it. That's I'm in Leeds all the time at the moment. You've got to. Get oh, I should it. do that. But it's taking bookings now for October, so getting quick. Oh, okay. Um, I need to see. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, fantastic. Just yeah, different level and uh, yeah. But was the food taste incredible, yeah. or did it look incredible, or it was everything? Everything. Just the attention to detail. Oh. It was just yeah. So the the the, the flavors were. And he just, was there. Um, he wasn't there. So I think that was it. Was at the time when he'd just taken over temporarily at the was it the Rabbit in the Moon, the one in Manchester. Oh, okay. um, so he was having to spend a lot of time. He's quite there. a controversial figure, is he? Like I see yeah. a, a bit of love and hate on definitely online. Definitely, you know, yeah. but. A lot of people are kind of marmite, but you know, I think um, you know, it's quite interesting because I think he was some like junior Sue when I was at the Grand in York, and then he I obviously left him when I did my. Did you know him? Yeah, so we, we, I mean, we didn't even know yeah. each other particularly well, but we were working in the same. Was he still rocking that look? That back yeah, then? and he used to he kind was, of cycle yeah. to work on this kind of like what, what most people ride in London these days, I guess. But, All right. Uh, but yeah, just yeah, the attention to the flavour was great. The, the presentation, the, the attention to detail in the kind of, well, I say the plates that you put. They weren't all on plates, but it's just. Yeah, brilliant. And the service was fantastic as well. It was just the way they did. So a different... What it seemed to be is that a different person brought the same course to everyone. So it wasn't like one person looked after your table throughout. Oh, that's cool. Um, okay. And the wine flights, it wasn't all wines as well. You know, there was kind of beers and there was a port and something like that. It was kind of a nice mix of... Yeah. Like the way they'd done it. Um, yeah, it was just a really good experience. I took my brother for his birthday a couple of years ago. Um, I'm yeah. going to check that out then because yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm in Leeds about two or three days a week at all. Um, hence I've not been staying here for the last one <laughs> um, and then yeah best dish ever best dish ever so I don't know about best dish ever I really enjoy I eat quite a lot of the restaurants in the social company the Jason Aston restaurants so I did yeah. there's a couple of those social eating house um, mm-hmm. and uh uh, uh, one of them, and there's a starch that I had there with octopus on it. So I love octopus. That's kind of a, uh, I think that very stuff. Would have never have thought a few years ago about yeah, yeah. eating, but um, but yeah, that's definitely definitely one up there. And there was another one actually, Adam Reed at the at the French, which is the one that he um, he won the Great British Menu Dessert with with the, the golden apple. The I think it's called the Golden Empire dish. Okay. Um, I had that one as I put the annual hotel conference last year. That was a, I'm not really a, sort of a, a dessert person, but mm. that was. That was, that was first class, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
Best drink, what's your go-to? Much simpler one, so it's not as easy to get a hold of um, by the glass, but I really love Gewürztraminer. So yes, Gewürz from Alsace. Yeah, yeah. Like not not a lot of places kind of doing it yeah. by, the, by the glass. Certainly not in Worthing. So oh, <laughs> my, friend, my, my friend Andy um, is partners with a French lady, Claudia, and um, he was overseeing us. Was kind of more beginnings of the relationship, I suppose. And we stayed in Milton Keynes, and he came back with. This, you know, and it was in this sort of Riesling, sort of hawk style bottle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was, neither, I was a bit nonplussed. I was like, uh, and then all of a sudden he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's this and it tastes like this and it's from, well, it's kind of Alsace yeah. brain to the idea, isn't it? And I had that, I was just like, geez, that's amazing, you know? Yeah. Um, that was really good. And then, very last one was name and shaming worst meal yeah so I struggled with this one actually and uh, we're not we're unfortunately not going to end on a high note because mm. I thought back to this and actually the worst part I might need to change the order I just feel yeah. bad it's on a down on but yeah well this one was actually one of my hotels um, it was quite embarrassing so I was uh, it was a, a banquet that I was um, involved with the organising of and, and attending mm. and just everything that could go wrong that day in the kitchen did go wrong right. <laughs> and so I'm kind of sitting there black tie you know kind of not hosting the bank, but as a, you know, yeah. the, the deputy GM of the hotel, and uh, yeah, it just all went pink Pitch. top basically. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like sit here and eat, please don't yeah, resort to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'll exit slowly. Um, but you know, things happen like that sometimes. But yeah, I'm really fortunate. I think I've never had a meal which I just thought, oh god, that was terrible. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd ask these questions, but I never really know the answers. What I would say, um, and then so. The last thing then, just to try and head on high, was just some, some inspirational advice, I guess, to say to people, you know, if they're starting out in hospitality, maybe in the hotel side, any advice, if they want to get their teams engaged, like more engaged, you know, what what's your general sort of life advice for that kind of stuff? Um, so in, in terms of the team, I think it's just a bit like your guests, it's like listen to them, yeah. talk to them. Um, you know, people can try and kind of overcomplicate these things. So when I've written articles, people say, well, how exactly do you do that? It's, you talk to them yeah. um, and find out what they need. People come to work because they have some kind of need, whether it's just money or mm. social or whatever. Um, so just do do that and, and get them involved, really. But uh, you know, I genuinely believe there's a job for... You know, pretty much anyone in hospitality it's just about yeah. finding the right job you know and uh, you know it's obviously different personalities yeah. and different technical abilities but you know you've got anything from you know, say you know, the more glamorous group you've got sales and marketing finance you know mm. revenue management building there's everything yeah. so um, I think you just got to kind of try and find out what's what what works for you and enjoy yourself and yeah. do what you're passionate about and uh, and take all the help you can get I think that goes for anything really people well, if I ask them for help, will they say no? Or yeah. what will they think of me? So just ask them, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, They'll yeah. say no, or yeah. not not right now. But, uh, but yeah, I think. Nice. All right. Well, listen, I will let you go. Thank you so much for talking to me. Um, sorry it's taking such a long time as yes. well. And, yeah, just wish you well, or I'm sure everyone listening does as well. And, yeah, just um, before you see him selling a big issue, try and give him some work, will you? That would really help. <laughs> Thanks very much. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Thanks. 
So there you have it, Adam Rowledge, thanks so much for coming in to the Supersonic Podcast. I'm now hot-footing it to Ali Pali so I can see the Liam Gallagher as it was premiere. Very excited and hope I get to meet my hero. And obviously the song title and the title of the podcast are very much linked. Huge thanks to BDO for all of their help and support from day one in terms of really helping the podcast and helping us just manage the costs and all these things that we need to go through. They've just really been supportive all the way through. So thanks so much for that. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks to all of you who have been listening every single week. You know, the numbers are starting to rise even more, starting to see some good numbers in the iTunes charts as well. And thanks for everyone's reviews and feedback. It's really amazing to see and we're so grateful. Thanks also to Gaz and Gabby for all of their help in putting the podcast together. I know it can be a bit rushed at times, so thanks so much for all of that. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off. Thank you so much. Bless you for listening. And I really hope that today's podcast gave you so much value that it will help your brand boom. Boom.